the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. is the battle for 1600 your weekly update your attempt to find out what's going on inside the swamp with two people who've stood in the arena are still there fighting for the american way and pushing back against the propagandists the liars and the swamp creatures i'm sebastian gorka former strategist of president trump member of his National Security Education Board, host of America First. You can follow me on Twitter at Seb Gorka, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, with my co-host. He is colloquially known as the Baron. He is me, the Baron. It is the Baron. He is remote in an undisclosed location. Boris Epstein, he is strategic advisor to the Trump 2020 campaign, co-chair of Jewish Voices for Trump, former special assistant to the president. Follow him at Boris EP on Twitter and also breakfastwithboris.com. I haven't rehearsed any of this with you because we don't, because we do these things spontaneously. It's authentic. But I have to ask your permission, if I may, for something, Baron. Permission granted. Oh, I like that. I like that. I'm going to try that on my wife. Not sure it's going to work. Um, But since we are recording this just, what are we, seven hours away from the vice presidential debate, I don't think we should wait until Saturday to drop the YouTube video. What do you think? Can we do it today, Boris? I think we drop it today. Okay, we're going to drop the audio and the video before the 9 o'clock debate because it's timely and we're going to discuss that. But first things first, this is the battle for 1600. So let's start with our favorite topic. Um, you introduced, It's nice to have friends who know important people. Because you said, and you know, I wasn't so sure how well you knew him, but you said you knew a man called Kaiser. Not Kaiser Suze. Oh, I know. Oh, I know the Kaiser. <laughs> Not Kaiser Suze, but Kaiser as in uh, the Is man. Is Kaiser Wilhelm II? I think, I think we're not in a time warp right now. This is nein, not Bill and Ted. Nein, nicht der Wilhelm. But a man behind one of the most famous and one of the most prestigious cigar brands in the world. Am I right, Boris? Kaiser Hans Yes. A good man and uh, a man that, uh, that, that is behind Gurkha Cigars. Now you had to resign this year, and, uh, and, you know, sadly so, because I believe, and again, if I'm wrong, somebody could fact-check and say this is incorrect. From what I understood, all he said was all lives matter. And for just saying that, he had to resign the chairmanship of a cigar company he worked on for decades and created. 
Yeah, it's the Gurkha, as in the Nepalese warriors, the Gurkha cigar brand, superb cigars. He's the man behind it. He posted two Facebook postings that I, I think were absolutely fine as far as I'm concerned. But the cancel culture came up to him. But he's still... What was the second one? Do you remember? Uh, it was it was to do with BLM and violence, and it was a completely factual statement. But, of course, the, the I looked it up at the time, but the cancel culture went after him. However... He knows a few people at Gurkha Cigars, so I come home last week after you mentioned him on the podcast, and there's a really big cardboard box. And I go, I, I, I didn't order anything this large. What is it? And I opened it, and I'm thinking, hmm, maybe a box of cigars. There must have been a hundred cigars in that box, Boris. Well, that's what I'm talking about. And And... I, I've, ne- I've never, I've never received. There are four different brands. One of them were the incredible, uh, the t- tube, the glass tubes with the wax seal that you bought me three of. Man, thank you. I, I called Kaiser, but I'm thanking you right now for making that that happen. And I tell you what, Boris, the price was right. Well, I think the the price is that is your continued work on behalf of the MAGA agenda, on behalf of the American people. And making sure that our that America continues to be great, but when we reelect President Trump on November third, I think Ky- not going to speak for our friend Kaiser, but that's what I'm getting out of it. Yeah, he's a great American. Uh, we don't have a sponsor for this podcast, but it might as well be Gurkha Cigars, at least for this episode. So we have to get straight to work. We have to well, talk. Why don't, we, why don't we say episode 36 is the Gurkha episode? It we'll is. Send it to have a good time. Yes, it was sponsored in a barter action, let's say, uh, jokingly because of the massive cigars. And we're going to smoke some of those together when you're back in the swamp. Okay, Boris? Can't wait, my friend. Can't wait now. Yes. Before we get to important things, we have to talk about the most what? important. What? Before we get to important what are cigars then? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, well, did you smoke any over the weekend? Uh, I did. My son and I had one each, and they were very good. I had the reserves, and uh, my son had one of the ones in the glass tube, and uh, he was very impressed. And he, he's hard to impress. This is a man who likes to smoke, uh, what did I tell you last time? Uh, Upman's. Yeah, his, Upman's are his favorite. Well, I've, um, so I smoked, I went over to my cigar bar, and over there I have a box of the, of the Monte, Monte Cristo A.J. Fernandez blend. Which is a good side, one of those. And then I had a friend. Uh, apparently, there's a there's a you know there's a big cigar um, aficionado area in Tampa Bay that's sort of like Tampa Bay's version of Little Havana. Interesting. And I've got a buddy of mine. His name is Harrison Furman. He works for the campaign, and his parents live in Tampa. So he he brought he brought a couple of those. So it was you know especially especially uh, rolled. Um, a rolled cigar by by some uh, Cuban folks from the Ebor Ebor City. Is yes, what it's called, Ebor City. No, no, well, no, well. What size cigars are we talking about? Uh, Monte two size, a torpedo Monte two size, and good, unbelievable. Really? Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Smooth, a uh, almost a little bit of a sweetness to them. But really, just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful cigar. And you didn't have to dip them any in any single malt. Well, I have. I didn't have to, but I did. 
you know, just because you don't have to do something doesn't mean you shouldn't, right? Exactly. It's a difference between need and want, isn't it? Exactly. The difference between need and want and, and enjoying. So, yes, I, uh, I did dip them in a little bit. I had, uh, I had some hibiki, some Japanese, uh, Japanese whiskey, and then I went on and had some singleton, which is a great, a great single malt from, uh, from Scotland. Now, before we get to the, the topic of the day, I just have to ask, when, when I did drink and I was a Scotch guy, I had single malt Glenmorangie, I never had the Japanese stuff. Is it any good, Boris? You know, it's interesting. It's it's a blend, right? So, right. you know, I, I really enjoy it. It's got some good stuff with it. Interesting. I'm curious. I, I just wanted to check. Yeah. I wanted to check. Okay, so uh, we will be dropping this just prior to the debate. Before we get to uh, the vice president, I just we, – we have to talk about what happened at the weekend. We have to talk about Sleepy Creepy. So I have two audio cuts. Let's talk about Beijing Biden for a second. This is audio that was available from an event in September that went viral two days ago. I don't know why it slept for a couple of months. And then audio from just uh, 48 hours ago. So let's start with the earlier one, Shad. Cut 10, Sleepy Creepy Beijing Biden. You see, the reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. Okay, so I was able to stay home because some black woman stacked the grocery shelf. And then just a couple of days ago at, at a campaign event, again, Sleepy Creepy Beijing Biden. Good news is... For me, I'm here. The bad news for you is I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And I want to see these beautiful young ladies. I want to see them dancing when they're four years old or two. What do you say, Baron? What can you say? Gross. Creepy, right? Creepy, creepy. Just can't help himself. He's so creepy. I mean, that's on camera. And uh, the black woman, I mean, what is he? You know, well, first of all, you know, I think it's very important. To know, to know where we are in this country today. President Trump, and I can't believe this has happened since our last podcast, President Trump, First Lady Melania Trump, tested positive for COVID-19. The First Lady's recovering well in the White House. The President's back in the White House. And we're so thankful. We've prayed every day yes. for him. I talked to, I talked to Rabbi Levi Shemtov, and they said a special prayer for him in Washington, D.C. for the President. And... The, the chief rabbis of Israel did a special prayer in Israel. So, I saw that. I saw that. The Wailing Wall. Amazing. Exactly, at the wall. So all religions, all Americans, and people around the world are praying for the president's recovery. Of course, everybody but the left-wing, completely deranged mainstream media. Okay? Can, I, can, I, can I tell you how funky it was? So um, I, I got the word, uh, what was it, Saturday night, that there were hundreds of people outside Walter Reed Medical Center. And I decided to go and I check it out. You went. Yeah, I, I went down there. It was it was incredible. It was people singing hymns, praying, uh, cheering, uh, and 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 the <laughs> somebody, an anonymous person, um, sent down from California a credit card registered in California ordered pizzas for everyone the biggest pizza pies you'd seen a, a stack of them and then it was such a great atmosphere i decided to go back the day after uh, during the daytime and it was cars honk the cars growing by waving trump flags honking at the crowds i got there as dave bossy our buddy was giving a little speech and, and dave shouted to me to, to you know grab the microphone after him but before i could do that listen to this <laughs> get there boris and I meet people from all over, from Delaware, from Oregon, people who'd come there with their kids. Before I get to speak and say a few words, a member of the local community from the Hindu community 
was invited to the microphone where he sang a traditional Hindu blessing. I don't know which language it was in. And then he blew a, a classic a conch shell um, salute to the president into the microphone. It was, it was incredible. I mean, it was America in a nutshell. And that's what America is. America supports the president. America supports the first lady, supports all those who are fighting the, the plague of COVID-19. And now you have the president and his strength back at the White House, pushing again to, to move America forward, pushing against the Democrat handouts of what they want to do in terms of all the, all the bailout money they want to send to the, to the bankrupt states. So there's, there's no doubt about who the real leader is in this country. That's President Trump and sleepy, creepy Joe, who's just losing it. And saying racist things, saying creepy things, and totally losing his mind. And also, let's not forget the anti-Semitism of the left. You were seeing what's happening in New York yes. over the last couple of days. The police shoving and, and, and effectively rounding up Hasidic Orthodox Jews who are just trying to celebrate. So I actually want to get your opinion on something. Yeah. I'm considering tonight, tomorrow night, you know there's going to be more of these uh, these altercations, call them. The, no, know, the, 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 the Cuomo crackdowns on those who actually want to practice their faith. I'm thinking of going. Oh, my gosh, you should. You yeah, should. I'm thinking of going to Crown Heights or Borough Park and showing solidarity with, with, with my people, the Jewish people, against the crackdown from the angry anti-Semitic left. Yeah, oh, but, but, but you, gotta, you should go with somebody else who can film it so we, we have some proof of what's going on. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. I'm, uh, and, I've, and I've got somebody in mind. I've got somebody in mind, and we could let some of the folks in the press know and uh, and see where it goes. But I think that it will be important, you know, to show solidarity. You saw the president already tweeted about it. It will be important to show solidarity, you know, with the uh, between the Trump movement, the Trump campaign, President Trump, and and the Jewish people who are being cracked down on by the hateful anti-Semitic Cuomo and Bill de Blasio. Actually, I think we have that audio. That was, uh, I don't think I even used it. This was uh, Governor Cuomo talking about religious institutions and, and really getting just offensive. This is cut 12. Let's, for those who didn't hear it, this is the governor of New York. Religious institutions have been a problem. We know mass gatherings are the super spreader events. These are pictures from the past couple of weeks. You've all seen pictures like this for weeks. What did you think was going to happen? What did you think was going to happen? So why does he not say the same thing about the transgender demonstrations outside the, the council offices in New York? Why does he not say the same thing? Sound on top of a sound? Did you hit? Did you get that on your end? No, no. Did you hear oh, it? It was like an advertisement that ran. Did Shad? Did you hear that? Oh, oh. We're gonna have to play that again. Is that? Is that? Is that gonna be the reality? Did did we, we did have did we have a technical miss? I I heard it fine. What does that mean for the podcast, Chad? We it, re- did- it recorded just fine. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, no, it's just it's just because Boris is. I needed to know about the hair plug. Uh, the, you know, the hair plug advertisement is <laughs> very important for me. Boris's Secret Service communications were a little bit garbled there, but the fact is, he was just complaining. The governor was complaining about religious institutions, saying, "What do you think would happen? What did you expect?" And we don't need this kind of thing. But he never said anything like that about BLM or Antifa. Why? Why is that, Boris? 
No, and you know the direct contrast, and I tweeted this yesterday. Is you had you had protesters and BLM dancing in the streets, right. you know, a month or two ago, and that was fine for De Blasio and Cuomo. But Jews dan- literally doing the same thing, dancing in the streets. They're getting shoved around by the police. So that is a very, very, very stark contrast to me. How big a deal was it that uh, there was a Trump? vehicular parade in Manhattan that shut down Fifth Avenue at the weekend. I mean, that shocked me. How about you? It was just another uh, another underscoring of how much support this president has around the country. You saw it everywhere. You saw it, as you said, right outside of Walter Reed. You saw it in New York. You saw it on the boat parades. You saw it all over the country. Americans are standing up and saying, we fight for this president. We stand with this president. Because this president stands with us. And, and look what he's done. He, the videos from, from Walter Reed, the videos from the White House, making sure everybody knows he's okay, and now right back to work, making clear that the president will not allow for the Democrats to waste more money. He says, listen, we're offering $1.6 trillion. They want $2.4 just to bail out, yeah. just to bail out failed Democrat cities. It is, it is ap- cities and states. It is absolutely despicable what the Democrats are trying to do. Pelosi tried to use this moment that, oh, maybe the president is weak because he has coronavirus. Well, guess what? President Trump is beating COVID-19 like a drum, and he's going to beat Joe Biden like a drum. <laughs> I love that, beating COVID like a drum, beating Biden like a drum. Let's talk about what happened at the weekend because we haven't had you on since then. Um, so, look, you know the president. I know the president. Even I... Even I was surprised that it was 72 hours in his suite at Walter Reed and he got back to work. And he looked so healthy from the balcony. Afterwards, he made that little video. Were you surprised with the rapidity with which he came back and crushed COVID? Nothing about President Trump surprises me. But was I, <laughs> was I, was I, was I, was I Were you impressed? Were you impressed? Was I pleasantly impressed? Was I, was, you know, did it make my day? Absolutely. This president is so strong, he's so determined, he's such a natural leader that he is doing what he had to do. He went over there for a couple of days and said, you know what, time to come back. And the doctor said, yeah, he could have come back a day or two ago because his, his numbers are looking good. And, you know, the media is bitching and moaning and whining. Oh, well, this information and that information, the information you need to know is what you see. That this president is back at the they, White But they House, say he was dying. They said he was dying on Friday and Saturday. That's what the media said. Well, Schadenfreude. They, they, they said they the are. 25th Amendment must be invoked. He must be removed. Right. And then they see him, and they, they, <laughs> they see him back. And, oh, he took his mask off on a balcony when he was around nobody else. How dare he take his mask off? Now, and now, here's the question. Here's the question. If uh, pick, pick a disease, let's say SARS, let's pick uh, H1N1, because these were, these were rampant when, when Obama was president. If Obama had contracted a virus like that, if he'd gone to Walter Reed and come back 72 hours later and stood on the balcony above the portico of the White House to salute the pilots, the crew of Marine One as it took off after dropping him off, would they have called him a Mussolini, Boris? No, if they did that, Barack Obama did that, or, or Clinton, or, uh, you know, Joe Biden did, did that, oh, no. Would have been majestic. Been, it would have been powerful, wouldn't it? Look at the strength being shown. Look at, that's what they would say. Look at, at how connected to the people. But no, the president doesn't. 
oh my god, oh my god, mine's blown. Yes, it's Mussolini. What are you talking about? And they said that you had some. Uh, I believe it was Meklos, uh, uh, quote unquote, presidential story. Hey, we're losing you. Hang on, say that again. Sorry, can you hear me? Yes. Um, He's, his cigar's getting in the way, clearly. Carry on. Cigar, so, I wish. No. <laughs> you had a presidential, quote unquote, historian tweeting um, uh, that. Oh, oh Bas- we, Baslos. We do, yes, Michael Baslos. Uh, yeah. It was like Michael Baslos, right? We don't do. Uh, uh, balcony scenes, and then you know they got balcony scene after balcony scene after balcony scene over the last hundred years. They call it the Truman Balcony not because it's not been seen. <laughs> it's not the it's not the unused balcony. All right, let's 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 talk about how does this play into the next twenty six days. We'll talk about your expectations for the vice presidential debate in a few hours. But um, does this make does this make complications for at least the Democrats or the Biden campaign? Are they going to hit softer, or does it make no difference at all that the president caught COVID and is back at work already? Uh, I think it makes it very clear that this president's got the strength, the stamina, the leadership you need to be the president. And what's Joe Biden doing? They shoot him up full of B12. They get him out of whatever it is they're giving him. They get him out there. They wind him up like a doll. <laughs> and maybe for a couple minutes there, he's okay. And then he's back off ranting and raving about some nonsense. Nobody knows what he's doing. He doesn't know what day it is again. But is he going to use this or is his campaign going to use this to get out of the, the next two debates? Well, I think they may try to use it. I mean, you already saw, well, the president still has COVID. I'm not right. going and all that. They're, gonna, they're probably going to try to use it. But you know what? The president's been very clear. I, I, you know, I'm fine. I'm getting back to being fully fine, and I'm here to debate. The American people should be able to see the difference between Joe Biden and President Trump two more times. And the, but Joe Biden's probably still, you know, wiping the tears off his face from the last debate when the president, when the president teed off on him. I know we talked about that at length. So no, I think, I, you know, I think the debates will happen. And I think tonight's debate, the VP debate, and that's why we're dropping the, this podcast today, Episode 36, I believe, right? Right. Tonight's debate is going to be absolutely vital, again, and showing the difference between, between the thoughtful, strong, kind Republicans under President Trump and Vice President Pence and, and somebody in Kamala Harris who will say and do anything to get elected. She was just talking about, she, just a few months ago, she was talking about Joe Biden palling around with segregationists. Yes. Well, did she forget about it now? Did it not happen? Or did she forgive it? What's happening there? And and you better believe that she will not be able to dance around those issues tonight with Vice President Pence debating her. Now, another host made this comment. I can't remember who it was, but it's a very good comment. Kamala Harris has a real challenge uh, on on various fronts. Number one, uh, Mike Pence is is a very sympathetic individual. He's very measured, very solid, ne- never gets emotional or, or overwrought. So, number one, this is a person who, who, who you can't rattle his cage. He just doesn't go for that bait. And secondly, she's never debated a Republican, at least not in recent memory. She's only debated her other radical leftists. So this is, this is a very different evening for Kamala Harris, isn't it, isn't it Boris? Uh, yeah, it is. And she's never debated somebody who's so strong, so determined. I mean, you know, she was on that debate stage with the, you know, the 25 clowns or whatever it was on the... Yeah, uh, you know, B- the, the Bernie and Buttigieg and everybody else. And she, she didn't even forget those guys. She barely, you know, she barely beat Tim Ryan. Right. 
So what's you the know, policy? What's the strategy going to be? Is she, is she going to try and behave herself or is she just going to pr- try and attack the president through the vice president? She's just going to try to attack the president, use the same old boring talking points. That's all she's going to do. That's all she's going to do. She's, you know, and she may, she may attack, uh, attack the VP on the same crap they've been attacking him on for years. And, oh, they, you know, you don't like gay people. Really? The VP literally <laughs> presided over the swearing-in of Rick Grinnell, of Rick Grinnell. As, as ambassador to Germany, okay? Now, let's be very clear. The highest-ranking openly gay government official ever is Ambassador Rick Grinnell, former acting director of National Intelligence Ambassador Berlin. That was in a Trump administration. Thank you very much. Of course. And he's the one, and, and, and by the way, Rick Grinnell is the one that gets attacked nonstop yes. by the left, you know? So let's be honest about the left. They only care about women empowerment when it's their, when it's the left women. They only care about gay empowerment when it's when it's their, the gay people who who are Democrats or liberals. And they only care about Jewish empowerment when it's liberal Jews. They don't want to empower conservative Jews because that's against their narrative. Well put. Well put. So uh, usually these aren't really influential. Uh, they don't have a big impact on the overall election. In this case, given the frailty, given the, the obvious uh, mental issues, cognitive issues that Biden has, uh, do you think more people are going to watch tonight's debate than would otherwise be the case, Baron? Well, they should. They people should. People need to be seeing who Kamala Harris is. And let me tell you something. Okay, there's a lot of unlikable politicians, and you know there's some on the right, but most of them are on the left. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I did a great uh, Zoom podcast with former Senator Norm Coleman last week for the Republican Jewish Coalition. It was real, a real honor for me. It's a great group. Matt Brooks, a, a mutual friend of you and I, is the executive director. Norm Coleman is the is the chairman uh, of the board and, and the leader of it. And um, and I made this point that if you compare Republican elected officials like Norm Coleman. Like, just pick them. Senator Cotton, Senator Cornyn, you know, Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell. Marsha Blackburn. Marsha Blackburn. Of course the president. Of course the president and the vice president. Compare them to the lips. Yeah. Crying Chuck Schumer. Crazy Nancy Pelosi. Denang. Her hair down the line while wearing no mask. Denang Dick. (laughs) Exactly. He's the worst. Blumenthal may be the worst. Okay. <laughs> oh, Durban. No, no, no. That's a race between Blumenthal and Durban. No? The, ma- the man, I Dick, Dick Durban. Dick Durban. Durban. I mean- Hang on. Dick Durban, the politician who, when I was a deputy assistant to the president, wrote a letter to DHS saying I should be, uh, what, what was, what's the technical, um, not evicted, I should be deported. Oh, he doesn't want, he doesn't want you around. <laughs> He's afraid. He's afraid, He's Baron. Afraid. He's like, oh, no. Gorka's oh, no. in the White House. Gorka's in the White House. We call INS. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> We're already there. Okay. I mean, and, and and you know, you got wide and you got Leahy. I mean, these people are just awful. Oh, awful. And then I'll tell you this. What? But here's what I'm trying to say. What? I think Kamala Harris takes the cake. <laughs> this, this, because she's, she's so unlike. I mean, I feel terrible for Doug Emhoff. I got to tell you. But she's so you know, cynical. Why, she's so why. cynical, isn't she? She's just so cynical. She's so hypocritical. She's so power hungry. I mean, and I've heard from friends of mine, friends yeah. of mine in California. And I have friends, you know, of all parties. I have friend, no friends of mine who are Democrats who, who've been around her, and they say she's worse in person Ooh. than she is on TV. 
Does she lick her? Uh, does she lick her comb like uh, what's her name? Uh, or what's her name? Uh, Is that other well, Democrat? Amy Klobuchar. Oh, Klobuchar. Well, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I've actually met Senator Klobuchar. She's from Minnesota. Yeah. And you know what? I wouldn't want to hang out with her. I wouldn't want to go to dinner with her. But I didn't want to. I I, I didn't want to. You know, jump in a in a ten yard deep well from talking to her. Okay. But with Kamala, that might be the case. Well, come on, good night, good luck. I'm just, whatever, whatever floor I'm on, I'm jumping as, out as the window, as, okay? as long as he's got a box of cigars with him, he's jumping into that world. I'm jumping, I'm going to smoke cigars <laughs> on the way down, okay? So she's, she's, it's, it's, she's, I tweeted this out. Either she practices being so unlikable or it's her best natural talent. Because, I mean, look, this is somebody who's just, she can't find a way to relate to anybody. You ask her, you know, she's trying to pander. You know, who's, who's, who's the best rapper alive? She says Tupac. A, a dead guy. Okay. Right. Let me ask you something, okay? But she cackles well. She's got the cackle down. She's got the cackle down. So let me ask you, she's got the, she got the, the crooked Hillary cackle. So the crooked <laughs> cackle. So let me ask you something. Yeah. I, you, don't, you don't strike me as a fan of hip-hop rap. Am I correct? Uh, you can say that. You can put your money on that bet. That is a I can put good my money bet. on that, okay. Right. And you didn't, and, and, but neither of us were born here, right? Right. But I, but I knew Tupac was dead, if that's what you're asking. You know Tupac was dead, Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've seen the T-shirts of Rest in Peace Tupac. I actually knew that. For a guy who's only lived here for 11 years, only became an American citizen uh, six years ago, I actually knew that Tupac was dead. So Tupac, you knew Tupac was dead, okay? <laughs> so how does she not know? Yeah, that that is the question, and uh, it reminds me of the the hot sauce. Doesn't it remind you of Hillary in the hot sauce? Totally, and Hillary and the changing and the changing um, uh, the changing twang, the changing oh, accent. Yes. No, oh, yes. What did she say? Oh, hey, it's all me, Hillary. Oh, how y'all doing? <laughs> you know, I'm down here. No one told me the role floor. will be easy. That sounds just like Hillary Clinton, right? And then right. she's up north, and then, and then Hillary's up north in Chicago. She's, and she's talking like Bill Daly. You know, that's crazy. <laughs> these, these, Democrats, these Democrats are just so pandering. They're so cynical. They're so unlikable. And then, and then contrast that for tonight with, my, with Vice, Vice President Mike Pence. Yeah. The Vice President is somebody who is so kind, so honest. Steady. So I, I call him the most honorable politician in D.C. That's who he is. He's, he's a truly a wonderful man, and I bet you that's going to be on display loud and clear tonight. Yeah, big, big, big difference. Okay, we're out of time. He is the Baron. Oh, Fal- how long has it been? 30 minutes, dude. Half an hour. We've been prattling away. Half an hour. It's been two seconds. I know. We're having too much fun. He's Boris Epstein. Follow him, Boris EP, breakfastwithboris.com. Uh, strategic advisor to the Trump 2020 campaign, co-chair of Jewish Voices for Trump. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is Before the battle for 1600. Give us a review. Share share your love for this podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Seb Gorka, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. Last words for Team MAGA. What should they do, Boris? Thank you, and uh, didn't mean to interrupt your your uh, role there on the you way out. Co- but I want to co-hosts make sure we got cannot interrupt each other. It is a law of podcasts. That's the podcast law. It never happens. It just you just I, talking I at the same time. We're co-hosts, and I'm going to talk <laughs> at the same time as you. No, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Here's what. Here is what I want to say as we wrap up episode 36 of this one and only. Gurkha so far episode of Battle for 1600. Folks, you saw it last week. You've seen it in the last week. 
this president will do anything for the American people. He's here for us. We have to be here for him. Text MAGA, M-A-G-A, to 88022. Text MAGA to 88022. Go to vote.donaldjtrump.com. Make this happen. Let's reelect the president, the future of America. Your future, my future, our children and grandchildren's future depends on it. Let's get it done. Let's get the president reelected. And then we're going to have a great celebration when we're taping episode 40 of Battle for 1600 on November 4th. God, God willing, bless. it's up to us. Listen to the man. Like that handsome black MAGA hat wearing supporter of the president outside of Walter Reed named Reggie said, He's had our back for four years. Now it's time to have his. And you do that by volunteering for the campaign, convincing those around you, and by taking at least two people to the voting polling stations with you. That's how we save our republic. God bless you. Thank you, Baron. This has been the Battle for 1600.